what you're looking for Inside that record store Across the whole world They've gone Searching for shelves of gold To find that perfect score You're listening to the record story Come You're listening to the record story Come Alright, welcome back Dr. Disc this is our record store recon edition of the Goldmine podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. And don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for extra content. And go to shop.goldminemag.com for our store, which has a lot of goodies, Dr. Disc. It has uh, exclusive vinyl, exclusive bundles from us, and, and regular vinyl that collectors like. Um it's got shirts, it's got collectibles, bobbleheads, etc. I know you've been there, right? I have, and I've been impressed with how quickly you get your items. Well, <laughs> oh, ahead, of the, well ahead of the deadline, which is a uh, not the norm in, in shipping today. We try. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, and this is going to be in the June-July issue, uh, the record store recon centered on um, Dearborn Music in Dearborn, Michigan. Now, Dearborn Music is, uh, I guess it's uh, two owners, right? Rick and Kevin. Yes. Uh, they bought the store from their father who purchased it in the 50s. Did you talk to them a little bit? Like, what was it like in the 50s? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. You know, the so first, this will be the last of our virtual record store reviews for a long time because, um, you know, with COVID hitting and, and no one traveling, we took it. I took advantage of the opportunity to get out and do some virtual record store reviews, and um, it was great because it got me to some stores that I had been always wanting to see but never got to. Um, still, was never able to connect with anybody out in Hawaii. So, uh, any of you Hawaiian record stores, let me know. Um, but anyway. Um, Dearborn was one of those stores that just kept popping up on some of the best of lists that I had been, you know, following. And I was like, all right, let's reach out to them. And um, I connected with uh, Kara and she actually put me in touch with one of the owners. And um, it's a wonderful story because the family has been passionate about this location and this store for what is it, over 50 years. And you're right. They started out um, as a music with a music store and, um, you know, they were selling guitars, I think, up until the 70s, and then records got added into the 60s, and um, it's just a really neat store, and the, the two brothers bought it over, bought it from their father, and, and they're running it, and this is not a zip-in, zip-out store. This is one of those stores that you are going to want to be able to spend some quality time at. Well, you mentioned Kara, and you said she is the engagement specialist. Maybe you can what is that? Well, I, you know, here's what I'll tell you. Um, and I don't know exactly what her job titles are, but, but she knows everything about the store. And I think she's kind of their marketing person. Okay. Um, and she just took a lot of time to you know walk me around the store and, and tell me all the stories and follow up. And, and um, I really wanted to make sure that that Goldmine magazine understood how, um, important this was to Dearborn Music, that they were really excited and we were going to, you know, review them and talk about them. Yeah, it comes across in the article that, I mean, all the owners are passionate, right? But 
They seem especially passionate. And it's been in the family for a long time, the store. And they sold their last instrument, you said, here in 1975. Um, I still like uh, record stores that have uh, guitars and stuff like that. You know, sometimes they have the memorabilia side of it. You know, someone signed it or, you know, something like that. But uh, I, I do like the occasional guitar I could be tempted to buy at a record store. Um, you said that, you know, they have a lot of different stuff, including lunch bags. What is what is that? A lunch bag, an actual logo on a on like a, they a little have, tote lunch bag? They have um, a great selection of store merch, um, which was one of my kind of frustrations with their website because um, they they use kind of this really standard website that a lot of bigger record stores use. I think Waterloo uses the exact same company and. And it's not the easiest to navigate, especially when you want to find like their store stuff that's specific. And as a matter of fact, I couldn't find it anywhere on their website. So um, Kara did a really good job of showing me all the swag they had. And, and I am now the owner of a Dearborn Records t-shirt, which will be making its way onto quilt number two when we get that started. That's right. Your quilt that you build out of store shirts. Yeah. Keeps you warm during the winter. It does. Um, so... They they have a lot of Beatles stuff. I'm taking that's collectibles as well as records, right? Yes. And eight tracks. They have a nice supply of eight tracks. Well, you're talking so again. You're talking twenty four thousand square feet. Yeah. So this isn't a store that has to worry about you know stacking everything on top of each other because you know they're in a in a in a shoebox of a store. This is a big store, but they take advantage of every bit of, of wall space that they have. They have this amazing wall of sound, which is where, um, and you can see one of the pictures is is um, in the June, July issue of Goldline. Oh, yeah. Get out to your Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and buy that issue, folks. Um, it, the June, but, July issue, correct. That's right. Good plug. That's right. So, um, but there's over 200 items on this wall of sound, which is made up of new releases and then some new used stuff that has come in. And it's, it's really impressive. Sounds like almost like uh, what stores do on record store day. Um, yeah. So every Sunday, the store puts out like 500 used records on the floor. Yep. How do they find the room for a just this is a big thing that they do every Sunday. Um, people are waiting in line. So it's like they have their own little like record store line. Um, every single Sunday, she says there's a group of, you know, 20, 30, 40 people that will be waiting for the doors to open. And, you know, they race over to these bins and they just start going through everything. And it's so it's kind of a neat thing. You know, every Sunday it, it would give me something to look oh, forward to. Right. Yeah, because I know that's 24,000 square feet is large, but the place seems packed with stuff. Yeah, there's, a, a, there's a lot there. They're, they're also extremely supportive of local bands and local artists, and you'll see that on the walls. Um, as a matter of fact, we've got a giveaway um, that we're going to do uh, for this issue. Um, and, and I'll take a minute just to talk about it, but um, you know, for those of you not familiar with with the Detroit and Dearborn music scene, 
Um, the MC5s are probably one of the most influential bands to have come out of that era, cited by many uh, rock and punk bands as kind of, um, you know, the, the bands that they look to. Yeah. And um, the John Sinclair, who was kind of the manager of the band, his uh, former wife, Lenny Sinclair, is a professional photographer. And she was nice enough to, or, or the store carries her artwork. And so the store was nice enough to work with me to get me a signed uh, photo of the band. And so we are going to give that um, signed photo out to somebody um, with a trivia question. And the tri trivia question is this, which member of the band, the MC5s, is currently out on the road where he's put together a new version of the MC5s that he is touring with. Hmm. And so if you go to Twitter, now here's the interesting thing. Dr. Disc has a brand new Twitter handle. And that's because Dr. Disc got a new phone and couldn't get the old one to work any longer. <laughs> so the new Twitter uh, is Dr. Dr. Period Disc, D-I-S-C, or if you do at Goldmine dr so at goldmine dr we'll get it for you also but the first person who responds to uh to me with which member of the band mc5 is currently on touring with a new version of the mc5 um and you can also follow me on instagram at doc underscore disc very cool yeah that <clears throat> you were mentioning how um, some celebs, uh, not only like Bob Seeger and B.B. King, you know, that could be around the area, but Pete Townsend have uh, spent some time at Dearborn Music. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, one of the nice things about a store like this, not only has it been around a long time, but it's got a reputation. Um, and so I would imagine, you know, as artists are passing through, um, that part of the country, you know, Dearborn music should be one of those places that you want, you know, it's a destination location. You want to get out there. You want to go check it out. They yeah, um, being around since the fifties. Um, yeah. They got cool. it. They seem to have copies of everything. Whenever I asked to see something, they were able to go over and pull it, whether it was a reissue or a used copy or a brand new copy. Um, I, there, I didn't stump them on really too much. Well, people can go to uh, dearbornmusic.net to check it out. Um, hopefully, the people can get out there and uh, see it in person. Now, what do they do for, do they do Record Store Day? They, they do participate in Record Store Day. They get the, you know, like most record stores, they submit and request as much as they can get. And, and then they, you know, have a line of people waiting outside and the doors open and all their stuff is gone. So, um, yes, they do. They do participate. Now, since we're talking about that, let's kind of switch over the record store day. How was your record store day? Oh, very fulfilling. <laughs> okay. um, I got to spend the morning um, with our good friends at Siren Records, who we did a review on probably about a year and a half ago. Um, Siren, I thought I'd go spend it with them. I had never seen how they do Record Store Day. Very impressive. Um, they do it a little differently than some other stores. Uh, people started lining up, I think, as early as 4 a.m. They opened the doors at 8. 
Um, but he videotapes where everything in the store is. And then he shares that, that link with all of his customers. And so you can study the video and know exactly where you want to go in the store. So he doesn't force everybody to walk in and stay in a straight line. He lets a certain in, amount in, you know, I think it was five or six people in at a time, and then they can go anywhere they want in the store. And it was almost like an Easter egg hunt because people were like, oh, wait, I saw it in the video that it was over here. And so, boom, they went over there and got it. So he had items in probably 20 different places in the store. Had a great selection of stuff. I was able to pick up um, a couple of things I wanted. And one thing in particular that he turned me on to that I had never heard of was a band called Eve, which was a, um, a re-release of an album that came out like in the early 70s in Japan only. And um, he was right. He goes, you're going to enjoy it. It was really good. It sounds a lot like early Black Sabbath. Hmm. Yeah, we, uh, a bunch of us went out here on the East Coast to Record Store Day. And uh, we tried to go to, uh, we were thinking of going to Rough Trade first, and I'm glad we didn't because uh, we pulled up in Queens and right out in front and jumped out and the store had it, it displayed right out there um, all the records, a big, a big, uh, a lot of them, quite a bit. And uh, when we got to Rough Trade, it was like a three hour wait in line. I wow. mean, <clears throat> just insane. Um, I think because you know, that would get all the tourists, I guess. Um, even though I'm not knocking that rough trade because uh, I've been there. I love the one in London. I think there are two of them, actually. Um, and they do a good job at uh, helping the cause get commercialized. But um, I do not like to wait in line, even for record store day. Um, so anyway, yeah, I bought the... Um, the Rolling Stones Hot Rocks, or more Hot Rocks. Man, that's a beautiful piece that Abco did. It was expensive, um, but it was worth it. I'm not, I, I might not even, I haven't opened it yet. Uh, I'm just sticking it in my Stones collection. Um, also, uh, I got some other stuff like Judas Priest compilation called Hero Hero, which was also quite expensive, but the cover was embossed and i haven't had that compilation since i was a kid i bought that like in 19 the early 80s uh, like 1981 um it's just when i started getting into priest uh judas priest and it turned me on to i mean that's the reason why i like priest so much is the early stuff not not you know in the 80s i really don't like any of those stuff <laughs> tell you the truth um, I like them, but not the but not the '80s stuff so much. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I thought it was a good one. What What do you think about the one coming up now? Dude. I'm excited. I'll be honest and tell you, I'm excited for that Pearl Jam release, the Live on Ten Legs. Yeah. Um, I used to have the Live on Twenty Legs box set way back when it first came out. Um, I thought I thought RSD did a pretty good job this year with um, some titles. I still question, you know. It, they certainly don't ask my opinion on this stuff, but I'm not afraid to offer it. I, I question the re-releasing of albums that I can still find in the dollar bin at a lot of record stores sometimes. I'm a huge Stevie Nicks fan. My wife knows I'd leave her if Stevie called me um, tomorrow and asked me to come on over. Um, but did we need another 
version of Belladonna. I mean, I mean, I, I love the album, but you can find it right now still in cutout bins. You know, you can find that even used for like five dollars. Where, um, where did it come with anything different? Was I it? don't, I don't know. I just don't. I, to me, it's it's not like it's not necessary, right? Yeah, I, just, I mean, and again, no shot to Stevie Nicks because you know, listen, if somebody came to me and said they wanted to re-release my stuff, I'd be like, sure, all over it. But you know, like Bleeding Hearts, I thought that was a great release because it had never been released before. And you know, for people who are replacements fans or Bob Stinson fans, this was a first time ever to be able to get your hands on this. Also, um, Detective, Detective, yeah. I'm still looking for that. Uh, I missed, yeah. I couldn't find it. So. Smog City, I thought was a cool release. You know, that had never been available the way it had come out. Um, I got the wire release. And then, you know, RSD did their own little release. Um, and I want to thank our friends at 1234 Go Records, which again, folks, stay off of eBay. If, if you didn't get what you wanted on Record Store Day, go check the big record stores because a lot of record stores still have inventory, you know, the next day, two days, three days later. I was able to pick up the RSD book and record at no extra cost, regular cost from 123 Go Records. And they sent that to me. And I think I had that in like three or four days. Um, well, yeah. So stay off. Look, if, if you see a, a copy of The Detective, let me know. All right. I'm putting that on my list, The Detective. Uh, I, I love Michael Debar and uh, I love, uh, I think he's, not only do I like him as a person, but I love his his talent and all the bands that he's been in, yeah. um, even Power Station. <laughs> hey, listen, he, he, he put a different level of energy into that when he was with it. So I'm, I'm a big fan of his also. Um, so yeah, I look forward to the next one. Uh, you know, I got to ask them, the organization, if they're going to continue these drops, or is going to go back to once a year and then Black Friday. Hey, I, I kind of like it being you know multiple at, keep adding record store days hey i think as long as long as we have supply chain issues i think they're going to have to offer us yeah. second just to capture all the things that don't make it you yeah. know on time a lot of the record stores i talked to were happy that they got their merchandise earlier this right. year than it seems like ever before but right. that there were still so many items that didn't make it in and that you know they'll make it in the the, the number two drop and hey, I love it when uh, record stores have like when I go in for record store day, I can buy some albums from the previous years. I, I love that about uh, record store day. I'm glad that there's uh, an overabundance of albums. Um, so yeah, I bought some of my best pickups uh, from previous record store days. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, so oh, great. So what's up next? We're going to take well, a trip. And I'm going to actually share with you two things. We're going to go way back in the way back machine again. Um, <laughs> and we're going to travel back and visit with one of our record stores. I think we, it might be Amoeba, where um, we did a review about them, but never really got to talk about them on a podcast because we weren't doing podcasts back then. Um, so I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Amoeba. But then in the August-September issue, you're going to get to learn about this amazing record store called The Vinyl Record Dude in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm. And we'll spend a little time talking about what a record store can look like with 300,000 records wow. on hand at any time. That's interesting. 
Yeah, there's still one record store that I um, see. I want to see if it's still in existence. It wasn't my cup of tea. It was basically all black metal. <laughs> I walked in the store and it was amazing all the extreme metal and black metal there was. Um, I'm not, you know, that's not my thing, but I was so impressed on what they did. And that was in Phoenix. Um, so if anyone listening out there, if they, they remember the store, I went in there like 10 years ago. I wonder if it's still around, but uh, very impressed at their organization, um, the way they organize things rather, um, the presentation, everything. It was really dark in there, as you can imagine. Not much. You didn't figure it'd be all brightly lit and all sunshine. <laughs> A few upside down crosses, you know, all that stuff. All right, man. So we'll see you next time on the Dr. Disc uh, Record Store Recon Edition. Um, I look forward to it every month. And I hope a lot of listeners do too. And uh, I look forward to getting your latest column in print. All right, Dr. Disc, thank you. All right, thank you, everybody. Stay frosty. All right, and don't forget to go to goldmymag.com for extra content. And like Dr. Disc brought up, check out Dearborn Music in the June-July edition. Uh, the print edition, which is on sale at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million right now. And uh, also, if you want to buy some vinyl, buy some exclusives, go to shop.goldminemag.com. Okay, we'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast. Find what you're looking for inside that record store across the whole world. They've gone searching for shelves of gold to find that perfect score. You're listening to the record story, Kong. You're listening to the record story, Kong.